Welcome back to another episode of Still Living with Churchill. We are on part two of our discussion with Jenny. To recap, last week, you know, to keep on the theme about finding apartments in New York, I invited Jenny on. When I say invite Jenny on, it was a recorded conversation we had in 2020 around moving to New York City with her boyfriend. What was it like going to see there as a couple? You know, she kind of dropped about her experience, what she loved about New York, her perspective, and how they thought about as a couple navigating the city balancing their thoughts and ideas and all that good things that come with having a whole human being in your life as part of that conversation i mentioned last week you know it took a second turn where we started talking about our experience with covid and being at home and mental health as you know this conversation was recorded at 2020 the winter of 2020 we were all locked in still things were kind of open but not necessarily open we're all trying to still figure out what new normal felt like and so we talked about finding a therapist trying to understand what our mental health needs are and what the future looks like for us and you know it was very interesting to just kind of high level get a perspective that I wasn't the only one that was sort of struggling with anxiety struggling with trying to find what inner peace now looks like for me because I'm serious with y'all the whole COVID whole paranormal as we call it (laughs) the pandemic you know it kind of had me face some serious mental health issues and kind of make me have to look myself in the mirror very hard so it was interesting to just have someone say oh i'm also experiencing that i'm also trying to really get to the root of the issue so this is the part two with jenny i hope you enjoy let's listen in Um, well, you know, just your old friends, seasonal depression and all that stuff in the summer, you know, everyone's lighter, everyone can go outside. Um, and then here we were swimming, kayaking, doing all that stuff and hiking and that all goes out the window. So we were just kind of trapped indoors and you're like, what do I do with myself? And Mm -hmm. the sun sets at four o'clock now. So usual stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly, that actually has been shitty. In fact, the sun starts at yeah because I by seven o'clock for some reason I think it's like one a.m. and I'm like, why are you up? Like, what what do you who do you think you are? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like go to bed. Yeah, and so that that to me has been interesting. So I've been, you know struggle with that too and so i live alone so i'm fine i'm just alone myself mm-hmm. but you are doing a whole not a human being mm-hmm. and how does that how does that work i i think it's i think it's nice i like it i like him mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i think i'm gonna keep him mm-hmm. someone <laughs> Excuse to watch. Me, ma'am there is a this is a no return policy there's no days. returns at this point it's 90 uh, days prior is over it's nice to have another warm body in the house lets you know that you're just there's someone else there, I guess. We watch TV together. We're trying all the kind of new shows. But yeah, I mean, do you feel like it's harder living alone or do you prefer it? I go back and forth. Yeah. The idea of having someone is nice. Yeah. The idea of being with someone is nice. But then I enjoy my space. Yeah. I enjoy going crazy. You, you know, I'm a very hyper person, so I like <laughs> dancing mm-hmm. and just doing my thing. I think my neighbors are tired and angry at me, but <laughs> they'll they'll they survive. Um, <laughs> there are worse things going on in the world, but I just enjoy this. I just enjoy being me. Yeah, 
For sure. And, you know, w- one of the things that Corona has forced me to do is to go into therapy. And part of that process has just been understanding that I need to love me more mm-hmm. and spend more time with me. I think a lot of times I'm a very social butterfly and I've avoided me for a long time. And so I, COVID has provided me the space to spend more time with me and understand me more and what I'm into, not into, what I like, what I am crazy about. And, you know, and the whole idea of having this podcast which is something I do a lot. Like when we all hang out, you guys know I talk way too much mm-hmm. and I'm a hyper talker and I have all this energy. And so how do I sort of find a tool or opportunity to sort of pull it all together to make sense? Mm-hmm. Like an outlet for all of your energy, yeah. all your talking. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've also been looking into therapy. I mean, a part of me is hesitant because I feel like it's not going to be as beneficial doing it online um, Mm -hmm. versus in person. And I'd love to do it in person. Um, Why is that? I just feel like you open up so much more when you see a physical person in front of you. And not only that, but you are in a space where you feel maybe safe and secure. It's just, it's just a different surrounding. Like I'm in this house all the time. And mm-hmm. so maybe if I were in a different place, I can feel like, oh, this is my safe space. This is where I can speak 100% my mind about everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe you feel differently. Maybe you can convince me otherwise. But that's just been kind of my feelings towards it. I hopefully can try and find something in person soon, or if not, at least do it, you know, virtually. But it's also really daunting for me to search through all these therapists to find the right match. Not only is it daunting, but it's expensive. Everyone that knows me know I've been single for a long time. And I've been trying to find a partner for a long time. Mm -hmm. A long time. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But I think... Finding a therapist has been even more harder. Yeah. It's been crazy trying to find the right match or even just trying to go through the process with your insurance company to find someone that has an issue within your network. It has what you are looking for. And even finding someone, for example, I wanted someone that was black or person of color. Mm-hmm. I also wanted someone that was a male. Yes, I was being a little bit nitpicky, but it's still, those are the people you talk to, they understand you. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of myths around, you know, therapy. I thought like, you know, I was going to go in there and get this ticket that was going to solve all my life problems. Right. Um, but it's more about me talking and figuring it out for myself and just someone helping me, give me the the space and structure to do all that. So, no, I mean, try it. Try their different services. Like the good thing about it is like, it's like dating. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, Thank you. Next. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Here's a hundred dollars for my hour. <laughs> exactly. I get it. So your experience with therapy has been good. So far, so far, good. so far it's been good. You know, I've been told that I mean, expect that at the end of five or six sessions, my whole world has changed. Uh-huh. It's a process. Uh-huh. It requires work on my end. There is homework after sometimes mm. things I need to do or think about. And so it's, it's about what level of investment you want to do to yourself. Yeah, for sure. And then if you don't mind me asking, how did you um, come across whatever therapist that you are working with right now? So luckily, I'm privileged. I like to recognize my privilege. I'm privileged enough to have a job that provides me concierge service where I can call in and say I want a therapist and they will try to find me a therapist. Uh-huh. So they give me names and things like that. And so I looked them up and did some research around, <laughs> I literally typed in Google, 
how to find the right therapist. <laughs> you know, and then I sort of did like a bunch of other research because there are other apps. There are some apps that give you like in-person style experience. There's some apps that give you like, they let you just, it's like a texting service, yeah. but you have the option of FaceTiming if you need to. I don't want to text somebody. I was going to say, think. texting, forget about it. I can barely do it. I know, I know. You. No I was like, I can text my friends. It does the oh, case. I can't even text my friends. We need to be on a call. I need to be on a phone call with my friends. <laughs> exactly. I can't, yeah. And, and so there are things, but, but those are all different avenues, right? It's trying to cater to everyone's style. Mm-hmm. There, I think for some people, that will be more comfortable yeah. for them. Um, not for me. And so I researched a lot and learned about those different avenues. And I know for me, same like you, I want an in-person person, yeah. but we live in a, we're living in a pandemic where in-person... <laughs> It's not going to happen. So we're well, the next best thing is through, you know, video conference. And so we use the video conference to chat and we talk and I can see them. And different people have different styles and how they approach things. I'm, I tried someone, I tried this lady first and she was good. And I, I wanted to try someone else that I thought was very nice. I'm like, I was looking, when I was looking at therapists, it was this guy I spoke to. He just made me feel comfortable. He made me feel relaxed. He made me feel calm. And I was like, I need to be my therapist. And I was willing to, I, and I waited a whole month and a half mm-hmm. for him to have an opening so I can make it, so I can talk to him. And I finally did talk to him and we're, I've had just a session or two with him right yeah. now. And, and I'm learning and I think it's good. Right. It's, it's whatever you, the key I've learned from my experience is whatever you feel makes you comfortable to you to be enough to share and talk about things yeah, in your life. definitely. So... Try it. Try different things. Like, you're not stuck in one thing. The good thing is that there are many options. So if you try it and don't like it, then try something new. Mm-hmm. No, that's good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad it's working out for you. We don't know yet. <laughs> so far, I should say. So far. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. So I just recently, I was going to send you this video, but I didn't want to taint your opinion about that interview before I sent you the mm-hmm. video. And it's this, it has like 50 million views on YouTube. And it's about three minutes long or lesser than that. And it's this girl walking around New York for, I think about 10 hours, probably lesser than that. I'm, I'm a couple of glasses of mm-hmm. wine in. Uh, <laughs> and it's her being like cat called and hey mama, hey beautiful. And at one point, like this guy like walked next to her for like a whole 10 minutes. Do you have some, have you had some experiences like in, in New York like that? Like what has been your experience sort of navigating? Have you had that gotcha. experience of just walking out of New York? Yes, I have. So I've seen the video, I've seen the video, but I've not watched it, if that makes sense. So I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That for sure mm-hmm. is very common. I mean, there haven't been times where I felt like, okay, I need to get my keys in my fingers or call 911 or have my pepper spray out. So I haven't been like heightened to that anxiety. But like, a lot of the times it's during the daytime or at a bar where I'm with my friends or other people that I know. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is extremely rude and annoying get away from me but i'm not like okay i'm actually scared thankfully thankfully a lot of other people i'm sure have had a very stressful experience with that yeah you know maybe it's the fact that i'm basically an indoor cat and like don't leave very often uh, a lot of the times especially during the winter maybe that's why it hasn't happened to me as often or i've not been in that predicament but yes, for sure, I felt extremely uncomfortable in a lot of those situations. But 
with that being said, that happened in college frequently, that happened in indie frequently. So I'm not classifying it as, oh, this is because of New York, if that makes sense. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. What what has been the most sort of abrasive moment of that experience, if you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, there was this one guy. He was extremely persistent following me down the street after repeatedly telling him, no, I'm not interested. No, I have a boyfriend. No, no, thank you. Yeah. And he would say things like, well, like, you could cheat on your boyfriend with me. And I would like make it better and it would maybe even better your experience with your boyfriend and just like trying to convince me in so many different ways after repeatedly Mm -hmm. saying no and walking down the street and walking away from him and it wasn't even like at a sleazy like disgusting bar it was just in the middle of the day um like in Soho like in a really nice environment um so I wasn't like afraid or anything like that like I said but it was just gross and un- uncomfortable to be honest oh you don't want your your boyfriend experience maybe if you were like someone else no kidding what are you looking forward to next year i'm honestly so excited to be back i'm so excited to try all my new restaurants and support the restaurant industry again out here it's just not the same at all like mm-hmm. there's no food diversity um i'm excited to see all my friends including you um and all of your wonderful friends yeah. too and just being in a cultured place I do love the Midwest. I grew up here. I went to school here. I've lived here for many years. So it has a special place in my heart, mm. but it just doesn't have the excitement of New York. And it makes me feel yeah. young. New York makes me feel so young. Out here, they're like, oh, you don't have three kids yet? You're almost 27. What are you talking about? So I need to get back to a place where, yeah, I just feel like I have a lot to experience. So wait, you don't have three no, kids? No, do you? Here? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Good answer. All right, thank you, Jenny. I appreciate love you. Bye. Bye. All right, that's a wrap of part two. The vote, Jenny. I just want to say I'm so grateful that Jenny so open about telling her story, her perspective, and really bringing us into her vulnerable space. It is so very daunting to get on. A public platform and share how and what you're experiencing how you're trying to navigate especially when it comes to things like trying to find a therapist trying to make sure you're mentally well i think a lot of times those conversations are taboo and for her to be so brave and so open and sharing her different perspectives sometimes it's not close to the norm or whatever we people consider their norm but it is still a story that i always say for us to grow for us to really really build this community community of churchgoers we have to share the stories we have to share our perspectives sometimes we agree with each other sometimes not sometimes we will find a connection sometimes not but the point is that we hear different perspective different stories if you haven't already done so make sure to subscribe rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it i am counting on you the churchgoers to help me push this forward especially on apple Podcasts. i'm trying to grow my reviews i currently have 17 i had a goal of 100 but i'm clearly not doing that well so churchgoers do not and let's get that 17 to 100 and as always most importantly wherever you are wherever you are in whatever city you're listening to this remember 
always, always remember this. Be kind to yourself. <laughs>